Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, I moved to Newfoundland, first of all, because I couldn't afford to stay in Ontario. Moved to Newfoundland thinking things would be slightly different. It caught up with me later here. Cost of living here, grocery-wise, is a bit more expensive, but rent and uh, housing is cheaper, which is why I came here. As it is right now, I am foraging for as much food as I can because it's that bad. I am out right now while things are in season, and I'm stockpiling my freezer. That is David, who called us a little earlier in the show from Newfoundland. And uh, I think he reflects what a lot of Canadians are feeling, and that is the impact of inflation. And we're starting to get some data and the polling numbers rolling in. And, uh, you know, we're seeing, you look at the Angus Reid numbers, they came up with polling that they released on Monday. 80%, 80% of us are just like David, cutting back on spending. I'm not sure if you'll, I'd love to move to Newfoundland, by the way. Uh, But look, he took very extreme steps. But three quarters of Canadians polled are very stressed out. And then you look at half of Canadians asked, just can't keep up anymore, which may explain why we're seeing stories about people turning to bank loans to pay for basic everyday bills, which again, not sustainable. But when it comes to things like inflation, it does not matter how it happened. It doesn't matter who was in charge. The anger and the blame is soon going to park at the feet of the prime minister. Because That is where the anger, if they can't do something about it and they can't fix it, people will just, he will pay a price. The other thing I thought was really interested in this polling done by Angus Reid, it reveals 78% of us believe that the fix is in at the grocery store and that they are taking advantage of the current situation and pricing stuff higher to boost profits. That is a very hard public relations uh, battle to win. I don't know how they changed that narrative, but apparently they're now, they're worse than the media now. We were the bad guys before, now it's grocery stores. So, all right. Let me bring in Shashi Curl. She's the executive director of the Agnes Reed Institute. and going to break down some of these numbers. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. This is across the board. So, I mean, we're starting to see numbers. It doesn't surprise me, albeit I think the numbers this early on when we know that inflation is going to continue, like it's going to start really impacting people, I think, in the next few months. But already this high of a number are starting to cut back. So the story of 2022 is the story of inflation. Uh, if it if if the previous two years have been defined by COVID-19 as they were this year, it's not as though COVID-19 has gone away, but this year, the, the narrative for every Canadian household has been that of inflation and dealing with the increasing cost of living and not just increasing cost of, of buying goods, groceries or, or a liter of gasoline, uh, but also the, the commensurate increase in the cost of housing, right? So all yeah. of this is combining uh, to create conditions where there is so much upward pressure. And for a lot of Canadian adults, particularly younger adults, this is the first time in their adult yeah. lifetimes when they have lived through a period where you can't just buy what you want, when you want, borrow at a rate that you want, uh, pay the prices that don't break the bank, and really be in a consumer mindset that doesn't require 
sacrifices or, or trade-offs, that's changed. And we see it in the 60% who say that they're cutting back on discretionary spending or yeah. uh, the two in five who say that they're delaying a major purchase and driving less. Those who have canceled or scaled back travel plans, nearly a third say that, or aren't giving as much to charity and nearly 30%. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty significant finding. I think the one that really caused me to go, whoa, and, and take a pause are the one in five, Alex, who say that they're deferring or not making a contribution yeah. to an RFP or a TFSA. So that means it's not just about not buying what you want or what you need today. It's also that people are making uh, really difficult and not great choices around um, securing their financial futures. Yeah, I mean, I was a kid back uh, in the last cycle of inflation. All I remember is a lot of strong martinis were being poured, but I mean, I didn't understand what was going on. It was a different time. So you're right. A lot of people are experiencing for the first time. And at a time, and I don't know how, if this plays into this, Shashi, is young people who have been, you know, locked down for two years. They've been robbed of experiences like at university, going out, having a life, and then all of a sudden this is dumped on them too. And so they're feeling rather suffocated. And I think the other finding that surprises me, and we'll We'll get into the grocery stores after, but the other finding that surprised me is 13% um, say, look, if anything goes wrong, if the dog has an accident, if all of a sudden I have an emergency that comes up, I can't pay for it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's those who are so close to the edge. And yeah. uh, obviously, uh, income level has something to do with that. We know that lowest income earners are, are the ones who just have absolutely no wiggle room on, on uh, the issues of unexpected expenses. But indeed, it comes out to to 13% who basically say, as you, as you mentioned, that they can't manage any level of unexpected expense, that they are really living day to day. But what's What's important about that figure is that it rises to 32% uh, among those who are making less than $25,000 a year and stays pretty high at, at 16, 17% among those making up to $50,000 a year. So again, yeah. if you're in that lower income band, uh, these are profoundly difficult times. Not to mention, if you're living in a city like Toronto, where it is incredibly expensive to do anything, um, you know, you're affected a little differently. And that's why we're hearing from callers like David, who said, look, I had to pack up and move out to the East Coast or somewhere cheaper. So there are those impacts. So, look, you know politics better than anybody. Um, and this is a, a death cut to, to any government. How does and can or do you have any indication from your polling of whether or not the Trudeau government can change this narrative and, and somehow reinstill confidence or are they now just <laughs> pushing uphill every uh every government regardless of its political stripe provincial or federal is pushing uphill on this issue now uh they're all being looked to for hey what are you going to do how are you going to fix this how are you going to provide some relief and you know what what we're seeing is um governments that are trying to figure out the sweet spot or the best timing around pulling that relief lever. Now, we've seen Scott Moe do it in, in the last mm -hmm. day or so around those relief yeah. checks. Um, yeah, 500 bucks in, in like, what, what's it, what are they calling it, Moe inflation? A Moeflation? That's yeah, a pretty nice well, thing. To, that's a great so, branding if you can give money back. <laughs> uh, and he's making the case, m most importantly, he's making the case that 
he can do this because commodity prices are going up. And so his, yeah. his province is poised for a windfall, so he gets to share the wealth. If you're a province that, that is not one of those provinces whose industry uh, depends on the prices of commodities increasing and are increasing, then you don't have that wiggle room. Uh, and any lever you pull, you need to make sure that you're pulling it at just the right time. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get to keep pulling it again and again and again and again if it doesn't work. And so I think that's where we're seeing a lot of the blah, blah from politicians in that it, they are really trying to wait and, and, and get the timing, coordinate the timing so that when they have to wait in and do something, it actually makes some difference as opposed to yeah. just providing some dollars and then, well, the inflation is going to be around for another year or more, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, well, no question about it. They're not hearing that. I mean, you saw provincially the gas tax lowered, the things like that. But for whatever reason, the Trudeau government has not uh, decided to do that. And so I think that's why they're maybe on the losing end of some of the messaging. I do think it's interesting um, because grocery stores, as you know, have been in the headlines for a very long time. But one of the kind of baked in narratives, Shashi, is the fact that uh, people have felt taken advantage of grocery stores since... Well, ever since the bread price fixing scheme was uh, brought to light, but certainly during the pandemic. And so in this polling, even if there were no inflation, 76 percent believe that the big grocers are completely taking advantage of this by hiking prices and what something's called greedflation. Very hard narrative for them to push back on. Um, it's tough, even though they've, they've made the attempts, they've shown their, their quarterly results and said, look, um, this is all a result yeah. of us you know, being better store managers and being just doing our jobs better and, and being more innovative or being more efficient, whether that's true. And I don't, I'm, if they say it is, let's, let's give them the benefit of that doubt. Absolutely. But that is not a benefit of the doubt that the vast majority of Canadians are prepared to give. So the perception, uh, to use a pun badly, has been baked in that uh, mm-hmm. that the the big chains have taken advantage of inflation um, on the shelves and raised prices past the point that they have needed to be raised. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens and where the numbers take us, but uh, always follow the dollar. Very much appreciate your time, Shashi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Shashi Curl, who is the executive director over at the Angus Reid Institute with uh, some numbers. And uh, look, we're starting to see a bit of a trend. I don't believe all polling. Uh, I'm selective with who I kind of listen to, um, but we're now starting to see kind of a trend where the same findings are coming forward, and Angus Reid happens to be one of the more reputable pollsters.